Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 92, Confessions of a Personal Development Junkie with Vanessa Shaw. What is happening, everybody? Jason Wright here, eight episodes away from the magical three-digit mark, the 100th episode. That'll be here before you know it. Kind of cool. We have come a long way. I'll tell you this. I started to listen to episode one the other day, and I got about 10 seconds in, and I couldn't even listen to it. The sound quality was so bad, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just couldn't handle it. So we've definitely come a long way. I, I challenge you, after you listen to this, go back and listen to a little bit of episode number one, and you'll see what I mean. But anyway, for my random story this week, I always like to start the show off with a random story. It has to have some tie-in to motivation or marketing or something like that. Um, but it just kind of lets me connect with you and, and show you, you know, what I do in my everyday life and, you know, lets you get to know me a little bit more. So, um, this week's random story is funny because it's about marketing, but not in the way that you think. So like a lot of people that work primarily online, like I do for my business, you're always looking for that, that edge with marketing. You know, is it the, the next software that's going to make things better? Is it the, the next secret in advertising, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords, a lot of things that everybody are trying to, you know, everybody's trying to do these days. But um, I've had a little bit of a breakthrough here recently in my business, and I've had the realization that I've been looking far too hard in all the wrong places for that next big marketing, you know, powerhouse of a lead generator. And the thing that I figured out is for me, and this may be different for some of you, but I'd love to hear feedback. For me, the best thing that I can do is have a conversation with a potential client. And I'm talking face-to-face or Skype or on the phone. You know, email's great. Social media's great. Facebook ads, Google ads are great. All that stuff's great. Videos are great. But there's nothing that can replace the basic human interaction. And for me, that's kind of my wheelhouse because I can figure out very quickly who am I speaking to, what do they want? Once I figure out what do they want, am I even the right person from there for them to talk to? And sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I say, hey, you know, person, I'll stop you right there. If this is what I understand, you know, blah, 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 I'm not the person for you. Like, that's that's not an area that I can help you with. And it's hard to do that through email and social media and things like that. But a lot of times what you can find out is you can hear an opportunity in a potential client situation they may not even know exists. So what I have found is that best marketing tool that I'm aware of is the the human conversation. It gives you the ability to develop a relationship. And if there's a relationship that gives you the opportunity to deliver more value to it than the other person's expecting. And I, I just can't stress enough how important and how impactful that can be. So if you guys are looking for an edge in your business, how to get more clients, how to get more sales, as, as weird as it sounds, ask yourself, Am I putting enough time into what I just said, spending 15 minutes on a, a Skype call or a phone call with somebody? Because there's so many things that you're going to draw out of that conversation if you do it the right way 
that you're not going to be able to find in a contact form or an online inquiry or something like that. Um, it, it's just all about making a little bit extra effort, investing your time in that human side of the equation, and really good things can happen. So that's my little random story for you. Today I've got a great guest. I've got Vanessa Shaw. Her and I will be speaking uh, momentarily a bit to hear that, but um, she's got a really good story. Uh, she is a self-described personal development junkie. That's where the title of this week's show came from. I really like that, but um, awesome. But let's get to it. Uh, you guys check this out. I know you'll love this. Uh, here we go. What is happening, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got Vanessa Shaw. Let me tell you what I know about her. She is a strategist. She is a peak performance coach. She's a self-proclaimed personal development junkie, just like me. She's a money mentor and an, inner, and an inspirational speaker as well. Very exciting. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Before I even roll into my normal stuff, I have to tell you, beautiful website. I love your website. And I was actually on your About Vanessa page today, and I saw a line that made me scream out loud, hell yes, it is. And that line is, success is a choice. I love that. And I wanted to, I wanted to let you know that right away. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, I, it is a choice, and thank you for just like underlining that because it's like we can decide whether we yeah whether we want it or we don't. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with a guy about that same thing probably six months to a year ago, and we were good friends, really smart guy, but he got like really angry with me about that and argued why he didn't believe that was the case. And he was telling it was funny because in his argument he was telling me all the reasons that explained to me clearly why he wasn't as successful as he wanted to be. And he kind of stopped. I think he kind of realized it, which made him even angrier and he walked away. So <laughs> kind of funny, but uh, very interesting. So straight into disempowerment then. And not Absolutely. Into, you know, I, I could learn, I could learn a few things around why I perhaps haven't got to the level I wanted to and turn it around. But it sounds like he was entrenched in defending his position, which is uh definitely not a way to really expand one's uh, horizons. I agree with you. So I'd love to hear about your journey from the professional business and executive coach to entrepreneur. Yeah, gladly share that. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a question that so many people ask me. And uh, I think, you know, in the coaching industry, uh, a lot of the holy grail is around being that corporate coach and the executive coach. You know, there's a lot of where people are aspiring to being. And I pretty much started out my career in coaching inside of corporate. In fact, it was inside of large law firms. Um, and, you know, cut a very long story short, I, I mean, I gained a ton of experience. We rolled out large coaching programs. I had a team of coaches working for me, working at multiple levels within the organization. And cut a long story short, a few years in, changes happened, and I lost my contract. And it really was a, you know, it was a very low point in my own business of, you know, actually, and that's where that success as a choice comes from, because I really had to decide at that point, was I committed to my own success, or was I going to allow this big, you know, obstacle, for want of a better word, just set me back and be, being my, you know, stand in my way. And I distinctly remember, you know, at that point deciding, no, I, I hadn't given up yet. I was going to carry on on my journey. And the gift of losing that contract meant I stepped back from it to say, well, I've been on this path. 
what am I really enjoying? Who are the clients that I really love working with? And actually, do I just want to replicate what I've been doing? Or do I now want to change direction? And I, I really realized from there when I was honest enough with myself and just you know took, took that time to reflect that the people that I loved working with were the rainmakers in the law firm. They were inherently entrepreneurial. They were going out, they were business developing, they were getting new clients, they were nurturing clients, they were building teams, they were always looking at new opportunities, they were very energetic. And I, that led me in the direction of, of entrepreneurs. And as I actually had to you know, grow my own business, I had to build my own business completely back again from the ground up. At that point, I did it with a very different approach, you know, very much step by step, consciously creating the business that I am in now and the business that I wanted to be in ultimately. And that was, I just realized that I loved entrepreneurs. Whilst, whilst I can add a lot to executives, my heart is in the entrepreneurial market. And so I use that, you know, that setback, I turned it into an opportunity to reevaluate and then really course correct with the audience that I just love to work with. Beautiful. I love that. I, I really makes me cringe when people say, well, you know, I hate my life, but it's a life I have to live. Like they speak in these terms as if they're prisoners and the only prison bars that exist are the ones in their mind. It drives me nuts. So I love it when people follow their heart and, and go after it hard like you have. So well done. Thank you. Abs I, I can't imagine living any other way, but you know, that's just perhaps because I've been living this way for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I noticed something else on your site that I really liked, um, a boutique business school. And for everybody listening, so on her site, she's got a business school, and there's there's three different levels that I, I noticed. There's an accelerate level for people aspiring to make up to 250K. There's a stellar level for those aspiring to go from 250 to a million, and elite, which is a million or more. So I'm curious, what do you see as the, as the difference in the people who apply to each? Great question. And uh, we actually have people that, you know, go in all three, you know, they, they start and accelerate and mm -hmm. um, they're typically on an accelerated path and then they, they're rapidly in stellar. But in terms of, you know, there's, there's a mindset that is so different. Um, I, and I really see that between the programs. So in accelerate, a lot of time, I think people are, they're not realizing their own expertise, their own potential. There's a lot of questions in that early phase of, say, getting to their first six figures, getting to that next, you know, 250,000. And so they don't know what they don't know. They're doubting themselves. Their, their inner psychology is really not aligned with where they want to go to. Um, and I think that there is a lot of questioning and they need uh, they need a lot more guidance they're asking just a lot of questions and again lack of confidence is really what comes comes through there and honestly I think about myself you know in my early days I just I was passionate about coaching I didn't have a clue about growing a business I didn't have a clue how to package my services I wouldn't have known the difference between what was marketing and what was sales and how to have effective sales conversations I really didn't know how to effectively handle, you know, money in my business and, and all of those good things that we really have to understand if we want to grow a sustainable business. So those people are typically really good at the thing that they do. They, they lack the business skills. And as I say, the psychology, once we get into, you know, Stella, 
the confidence level goes up supremely. I mean, you know, again, just to be running a quarter of a million dollar small business, um, typically at that stage, it could be them plus an assistant, right? It's a very, typically a very small team. Um, they've had to learn a thing or two, but again, their, their, their confidence levels have gone up. They've learned a thing or two. They've had their setbacks. They're also really aspirational at that point. It's like they've accelerated to that next level and they're seeing that that multi six figures and seven figures is possible for them. And honestly, the big difference that I really see in terms of how those clients show up, and in fact, I just got off the call with one, one beforehand, is they're so prepared. You know, they come to their sessions with me with lists of questions with, hey, this is what I want us to work through. I want to run this by you. I'm, I'm like a sounding board and a strategist. And they want me to, you know, listen out for the traps that they might be getting themselves into or tweak a strategy. Um, and so they're a lot more proactive, you know, in, the, in their, their own business. And frankly, they're stepping into their own leadership as well. So I see that the model of my my own relationship with those people in Stella is far more of a, almost like a partnership model. I feel like I'm really partnering with them on the journey, whereas in Accelerate, not always, but you know, as a as a as an overall generalization, I'm really having to do a lot more teaching and mentoring and like getting them up to speed. Hence, why we call it Accelerate. And then when we get into those higher levels. It really becomes, and this, this is happening in Stella as well, it's the complexity that people are having to deal with, which honestly is not dissimilar to going back to my executive coaching, uh, you know, role of, you know, people would have multiple team members, they're, you know, running teams, they're, they've got setbacks, you know, they're having to live lead. They've, they've got all of that responsibility. They're also having to balance the other areas of their life as well. And they're typically at a point where um, they don't want to work all the hours that God sends anymore. I mean, they're really looking for more freedom. They're looking to create more leverage and scalability. So again, there it's for me to really help them, you know, adjust their business model, uh, strengthen their own leadership, um, and again, be a powerful sounding board and guide for them at that level. But I'd, I'd say it's, it's the complexity that increases as the business grows. Well, I think that was a fantastic explanation of each. And the reason I asked you that question is because I want people listening. There, there, maybe there's one person. I, I have no idea if somebody out there needed to hear that because really what I took away was Somebody can really step into any of those spots, but the biggest difference is organization and mindset. Mindset is absolutely massive, and I think it's a foundational thing for success, and I think you capitalized on that. I mean, am I wrong? Am I missing anything here? No, I think my, my you know, mindset is, is huge, most definitely, um, and I do, I do believe it's the foundation for everything. Uh, you know, and though it is the ability, and for me, that's the ability in leadership to be able to handle a lot of complexity at one time, um, you know, juggle multiple responsibilities and roles without, frankly, you know, losing the plot or burning out, right? <laughs> um, and that, that is it at those higher levels. You know, people in the earlier levels, perhaps the focus is on about, you know, getting those clients, getting paid, packaging my services. We, we can lose so much energy in trying to get the perfect sentence on a website Whereas, 
you know, at the higher levels, they just have to make decisions so much quicker because there are people that are dependent on them and uh, they know that they've got to be able to move faster and be a lot more agile in their business as well. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. So it kind of segues into something else. So I got to share a quick story with you, if that's okay. Oh, I'd love to hear. So I want to try to be vague um, somewhat, but I'll I'll be as descriptive as I can be. So I I recently had a conversation with a guy who at one point in his life in the the corporate world had uh, made, you know, multiple, multiple six figures, made really good money. And something happened. And I'm not 100% sure what, but something happened where he lost it all. And the person that, that I know, the only person that I know or the only version of him that I've known is who he is now. And the, the person he is now is the most abusive, self-talking person I've ever met. No confidence, you know, says out loud, I, I'm, I'm horrible at everything. I just, I can't do anything right. And I asked this guy recently, I said, hey, if you were once at a level much higher than you are now, like, why do you not think you could go back there? And he just he just has no belief that, that he can do that. And for me, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Um, I would just love to kind of hear your perspective on that and, and, you know, what you think the power of self-talk is. I mean, can it really change somebody from that level and take them down to just the bottom? Absolutely. Um, and I would be curious about that, you know, as to, you know, people do have setbacks, right? And they get that vicious cycle that happens, you know, when, you know, none of us are immune to those of it's like how do we choose to respond to those setbacks you know do we look at it as a you know learning opportunity and a chance to reevaluate and to rebuild and you know kind of look for the gift that's really in in the midst of all of that mess or do we just use it as an you know as the reason for like taking ourselves down but i think the other piece that might be really interesting where i would want to go with that is really digging into how that individual saw themselves more at a core identity level because it's actually really interesting and i've seen this quite a few times as well where people can create success and then they lose it all and deep down inside they are actually just fulfilling a belief that they had all along that they really weren't going to be successful or that they couldn't sustain success and so part of it can become like that self-sabotaging, you know, and, and self-justifying pattern whereby, okay, here I am and I've proved myself right. Um, and then, of course, all of the self-talk that then goes with that, the labeling, the, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm so bad, I'm useless. Of course, if we start to listen to that, as if we were speaking to anybody else and we were putting all of that self-talk onto them, we can just imagine how that person would feel deflated and unmotivated to bring about change. I mean, it's just going to reinforce where they're at and all they're going to see at that point is evidence, again, that keeps proving them right. Um, so whilst that can be a really tough spot, you know, my heart goes out to him on a compassionate level because it's a really tough spot to be in. I just hold a completely different belief that if somebody has the desire to learn from that and turn things around and create perhaps a new version of success, because again, that might be part of that reevaluation process. um, It is totally possible to turn that story around. And, you know, there's numerous examples of that. Well, I just when you were sitting here talking, I just kind of made the decision because, you know, nice guy. And he said, 
you know, the guy you know today is the least confident version of myself that there's, that there's ever been. The guy that, that used to be was the most confident person you've ever met. And I was like, man, you're still the same guy, but I, I'm going to make it my mission to grab a hold of him and get his attention and say, you know what? You've got to stop allowing your circumstances to define you because it, it's a choice. You, you know, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to like make it my mission to try to snap this guy out of it from just a belief. If I can just light a little flame of belief, who knows where that'll go, you know? Well, ask, ask him if he's willing to explore that first, because sometimes people are so entrenched in their stories that they just can't even see, right, a different possibility. Sure. That's you a know, good point. Simple, hey, seriously, it's like, seriously, guy, I, I hear you, right? You know, empathize with it. And it's like, is this something you want to turn around and you want to change? Because that, for me, becomes the choice point, right? That's the yes. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if it's a yes, like we can explore it and we can help you but if actually you've got so much payoff from being in this current state and woe is me and whatever other names we want to put around that um and you really don't want to change it then you're going to be wasting your energy and your breath with him i think that's a very good point no you're absolutely correct um of all the things that you do so speaking coaching strategist what do you think your favorite is what's the most enjoyable for you gosh that's a great question i love it i love it i love it it is a great question because I've actually kind of done most of them today. Um, and I really, I love the variety. I mean, there's no question about it. I love, I do love speaking. Um, I really do love speaking. And there's a difference, you know, when we're speaking in front of an audience and today I was, I was in front of a room full of 150 female sort of real estate professionals, amazing, amazing audience. But then, and it's wonderful, right? You know, and they love it and they feel inspired and that can feel really great from an ego perspective. Um, so it's lovely to be at the front of the room and sharing my message on a, on a bigger stage. That's great. I don't have any um, delusions of grandeur around that, though, in terms of how much that actually brings about transformation. Because at the end of the day, I've inspired people and inspiration alone doesn't bring about transformations. So... When I really break it down and I come back to what do I love to do most, it's the people that have really invested with, you know, with us in our school, in our programs. They just have a very different approach and that they're, yes, they're inspired. And now they want to take, you know, the inspiration and the information and actually implement it and get real results. So, again, an example there today was um, a woman, and again, I know full well we've just mapped out a very, very, very exciting new phase of her business. It's just something that doesn't barely exist and it's needed. I can't even say more about it than that because at this point in time, it's super secret. And, uh, you know, she'd had a, a setback in terms of sharing it with some of her partners and getting people on board. And then I gave her some more tools as to how she could present that and basically said, listen, you know, they've got some valid concerns and there's fear that's come up. And here's some ways that you could sort of navigate this. And she came to the call today with a key, key partner, like fully on board now for her to move ahead. So that for me is the stuff. I can see that transformation in people when I'm working closely with them, whether it's one to one or in groups. Um, and that, that is the reason I do what I do. I mean, it's the reason I get out of bed every single day. Well, that's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Isn't it nice to see people who are willing to take action? 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, they really are. I love. And, and if you if you were to go back to our programs and you say the difference, the difference between the levels is their willingness to take action and how quickly they take it. Mm-hmm. I love me some action takers. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> they're willing to experiment and you know find out what works and what doesn't. Very nice. So some of the people listening to us right now. Uh, most of them are startups, so they're in that zero to 36-month window. Um, some people may not even have taken the leap yet, but they've got that feeling. They've got that itch, and they say, you know what? There's more for me in this world than what somebody else is going to offer me. What three tips would you give for startups who are starting to think real seriously about trying to get out of the nine-to-five? Great question. So I think, you know, and again, this possibly is going to be the more honest version of this and not the kind of like, oh, my gosh, you can do it if you can dream it and believe it, like just go for it, because I actually think that's foolish advice. Um, you know, I would I would really spend time with other entrepreneurs, other startups, other people that have reached a level of success as well that you really you know respect and find out the true behind the scenes journey of what it took for them to get their business off the ground and get it to a level where it was successful. And when I say successful, I'm talking profitable. They're paying themselves a salary. They're, you know, they're, they're meeting all their financial commitments and they're getting, you know, some of the freedom and the lifestyle that they went into business for in the first place. Because there, there is a journey that we have to go on. And I don't believe that everybody that just wants to be an entrepreneur or is dreaming of it should be. Um, you've got to be willing to be somebody that's, you know, willing to have, you know, heightened levels of self-awareness and introspection, change yourself, transform yourself, you know, work on your mindset, work on your own leadership, uh, be willing to be a, a big beginner, uh, you know, a, a brand new beginner again. Uh, you know, a risk taker. This is, I see this again so much in, in entrepreneurship. People, you know, they want to sort of jump ship, but then they want this sense of certainty that everything's going to work out. And I think the journey of entrepreneurship is one of really navigating a lot of uncertainty and being willing to experiment. And are you really willing to be fully in? You know, a lot of people say, I want to get away from my boss and I want to, you know, dictate my own schedule and be on the golf course or whatever that might be when I want to be. That's not going to happen in the early days. It's really not. You, you really, you would probably, for most people, they will work far harder than they did in the nine to five in their own business um, to get it off the ground. And especially if you want to get it off the ground quickly. Um, the other thing I would be saying to those people as well in terms of advice is really how open are you to coaching and mentoring and learning from others? Or are you going to be so stubborn and attached to, you know, be attached to your own ways of doing things, possibly to the detriment of, you know, family life, your sanity, your finances? Um, because, again, I'm always amazed that when people jump shit they kind of think that they know it all and that they can figure it out when there are other people that have got so much that could offer them uh just in terms of really making sure that they're making some wise decisions so that's a long way to say i would really study it honestly beforehand interview other people to find out really some of the truth behind it and then ask yourself the question does this really now still sound like it's something I want to pursue? Because then you're approaching it in a far more grounded, realistic way. 
Mm-hmm. No, I agree with everything you said. And, you know, something I've told people before is entrepreneurship is like the major leagues in the corporate world's like the minor leagues. And some people will disagree with me, but it's the hardest damn thing I've ever done. It's hard. It is. It is. And everybody, everybody that's, you know, gone on that journey will say the same thing. Um, I think it's like the biggest PhD, if, if like in, in personal development. Um, and equally so those people, once they've got their business up and running and, you know, thriving, they'll also say there's no way they could ever go back. So the rewards are massive. But let's remember, there's a massive failure rate as well. And those statistics are there for a reason. Absolutely. Well, I want to switch gears with you a little bit and you'll love this. Uh, tell us about the big, bold event. Yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely a good question, especially around this time of the year. So the Big Bold event was uh, a dream of mine five years ago, four, four and a half years ago when we had the first one, of where I'd be able to bring together those entrepreneurs, even some of those people that are considering starting out or in the early phases of their business. And they're looking to be in a community where they can learn and grow with others. They can learn some of the critical mindset pieces that are required to be successful. Um, and they can also learn about key areas of the business. So it's a three-day live event that takes place in Phoenix in November, 9th to the 11th of November. Um, I teach the majority of the content there still. I'm probably, you know, I probably teach about, I think about 80%. Um, but I do bring on other guest experts and speakers as well that will teach on different subjects so that people can learn what it might be like to build a, you know, to write a book that's going to help promote their business or learn some other new marketing strategies or some of the financial aspects. And it really is, it truly is a transformational event. People come in there in su such a different place to the place that they're at when they leave. Um, so we, as I say, we cover a lot of content, there's a lot of coaching, but it's also for people that want to be in an empowered, uh, community so that they feel naturally lifted up and they're in that space of, of possibility and people that really are wanting more for their lives, that they feel like they're, they're the creator of their own futures. Um, so that's why it's so inspiring because it's just a, a room, an audience full of, you know, go-getters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love the fact that you dreamt that and made that happen. I mean, it, it's just a testament to everything you're doing. I mean, you, you get an idea and you're serious about it, you're going to make it happen. So awesome. I love that. Yeah, I have to be careful nowadays because, you know, I've got, I've got a track record of saying, hey, I want to do this and dreaming it up like I left Europe five years ago to, you know, come and live in the States. And that was a dream. And I'm definitely getting a track record now of these things that I dream up. <laughs> My team at times says, whoa, you know, there's too much. <laughs> I'm like, this, is, this is fun. Absolutely. I would have never guessed you were from Europe. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's on the horizon for you next? I mean, I, we just talked about this event. Is there anything else or any other projects cooking in the next three to six months? Yes, definitely. Um, there's, there's, you know, two probably big projects that we, we've got cooking. Um, one is a, is a, second version of it we hosted a, a, a women's event actually this year which was another dream that I had and it was you know very successful for a first event um, and so that's something that, that's going to be a regular on our agenda um, we'll, we'll be setting the date for that in the springtime but it's really to celebrate women in business 
And again, a day of empowerment, but real content and, and, and information that people can, women particularly, can implement in their business. Um, so that I feel very excited about repeating. And then we're also in the very early stages of also, you know, really creating a program now. It's going to be more product based for those early stage entrepreneurs. Um, because we are seeing a lot of, you know, younger people coming, you know, to me for advice uh, that, you know, in the boutique business school, Accelerate wouldn't be for those those people that are coming forwards. And so that's going to be a product that we're really actively working on behind the scenes for people that say, I want to, you know, I want to find out more. I want to think about setting up my business in the right way and looking at, you know, getting that, get, taking it from ideas to really signing up their first clients. So that's something that's also in the works. Very nice. Very nice. Well, if somebody listening today said, you know what, I like the way Vanessa rolls, I want to get in touch with her. What's the best way they could do so? Yes, yeah, so the best way is always through our website, which is vanessashaw.com. That's S-H-A-W.com. Um, you know, sign up there and we give a lot of goodies and freebies. And you can, again, find out what we're up to and find out about our events. And definitely on Facebook as well. Again, quick Google, you know, we don't Google on Facebook, but a quick search for Vanessa Shaw. <laughs> I'm getting all, all of my platforms like muddled up now at the end of the day. But, um, on Facebook, you can definitely reach out to me there and LinkedIn as well. So we're, we're pretty active on both of those platforms. Well, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for your time. I've really enjoyed having you today and uh, appreciate you. No, thank you for the opportunity. All right. We are back to the show. What'd you guys think? Good stuff, huh? Vanessa, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And as you requested, I did speed up the release date of this show just for you, my friend, just for you. If you guys want to check out the show notes from today's show, as always, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com, episode 92, intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 92. Don't forget that forward slash like I did, otherwise you won't like the results, but that's where you can see the conversation highlights, Vanessa's bio, and all that good stuff. Um, I challenge you guys to have an excellent week this week. Uh, you're probably listening to this early in the week, probably Monday, maybe Tuesday, have a good week. you got to start the week strong to finish strong. It's easier that way. It's not necessary that way, but it's certainly a lot easier. And my 36 years on this earth have told me that mindset is a massive piece of that equation. If you don't like how your week's going every week, maybe try to change your perspective. You know, it always amazes me how two people in the literal same situation can have two completely opposite experiences. So if you find yourself always unhappy with that, Try another perspective. Try that. And if that doesn't work for you, do something about your situation. you got to do things differently. Thank you for your ear, guys. Have a great week. We will catch up with you next week with another great episode of this show. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.